Hey dude dog, Scott here with a little intro for you. So, against all odds, we were able to record the whole Best of the Decade episode in only two parts, which is not bad considering the over-under was around nine going into it. So I think we did alright. So, this is part one that you're listening to right now. We're going to go through all the Best of the Decade stuff, except our top 20 lists for the 2010s, our top 20 movies of the decade. That'll be in uh, part two, which is next week by my count, Wednesday, December 16th. And then uh, we'll be off for a little bit, but don't worry, we'll be back pretty soon. And uh, in the meantime, what you do with your holidays is your business. And this episode's probably going to uh, end pretty abruptly because we didn't know where the uh, line of demarcation between episode parts would be. And uh, you're going to have to be okay with that. So enjoy the show. Oh, true. It's the big one. How long are we going to podcast today for? Uh, it is currently two, no spoilers. Two forty in the afternoon. I wonder how many times we can yell no spoilers today because it could definitely happen a lot. Uh, yeah, it's two forty. So are we finishing in this calendar day? <laughs> I think we'll be pushing eleven p.m. I really do. Between all the things we have to record, yeah, getting food, yeah, all getting, of the kisses in the top twenty, getting a second coffee, getting a second coffee as promised. Yeah. Well, the second coffee and food go hand in yeah. hand. Uh, I I think we're looking at a nine hour day. It's a it's a big day. <laughs> Whatever we've we've done worse. We have done worse. The the day we did three. Yeah, nitros I don't know why we thought that was a good idea. We're like, hey, we're hey, if we do dumb shit like this a few times, we'll catch up. And and then <laughs> and we and so we did. You can go back and look in this very podcast feed. The uh, the episode that uh, should have aired uh, December 18th, uh, 2018, definitely did not air mid-June 2020. <laughs> we definitely didn't miss the mark by a year and a half. Nothing is more embarrassing than being ahead of schedule ahead. by a lot. We started, we gave ourselves... Seven Six or months. seven or eight months leeway. We started in April or May. I think it was yeah the year before. Yeah, yeah, and we still fell behind so quickly. A year and a half. Yeah. Now lots of things factored into that. Uh, hating our friends, um, our friends being douches. Uh, only having two out of four people want to continue doing the podcast, and then realizing it was better that way, <laughs> and realizing it was much better that way. Uh, believe it or not, like for people listening to this podcast, there was four of us at one point, yeah. <laughs> and then we cut the fat. Out. It was it was designed as a four person podcast, and the idea was one of the people who is not here anymore. Yeah. we wouldn't be doing this at all if not for that. Do we owe him thanks or? I think shout out to Dan. Shout out to Dan, uh, not friend of the podcast. <laughs> Who has who has well, never actively listened to any cre- of it? Creator and former host, but not friend of the podcast. Not friend. I need to reiterate: he is no one's friend here. Um, but th- this this one, at least, other than the gap between twenty eleven and twenty twelve, has been very frequent. 
Yes. Like, we've actually... I can't, I can't believe we've been so invested in getting this done. Yeah. Like, in terms of the, our recording The, the best times? of yeah. the 2010s should have been done in 2023 by the yes. time we got everything done. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, it is shocking this has stayed on schedule. I wonder what it would have been like had COVID not happened. Yeah. Like, would we have been like, ah, we got time. Like, yeah, I wonder we, if it we got eight months to get this done and then... <laughs> You know, and then on the last week, like, oh, I have to watch seventy-eight movies. Yeah, not only that, we have to record all of the years plus our year-end awards for wrestling. Yeah, plus our dome show preview, mm-hmm. all on December thirtieth. <laughs> yeah, nothing like because we did that one year where we did awards, dome show, yep. and something else on the same day. M- maybe a nitro. Maybe a nitro yeah. all on the same like, like thirty the six, same thirty-eight weekend. hour yeah. period. That was exhausting. I remember yeah, getting that was to. A lot. <laughs> I remember getting to the dome show review last, and I think just n- just enough already. Well, like no, no, no energy. Like yeah. like the conversation between the two of us was just. What do you think about this? Match, I say right? a thing, <laughs> silence. You say a thing, move on. <laughs> like there was no energy. And the problem us. didn't have two copies. Didn't have two copies. Yeah. Also, the problem was doing two three-hour podcast in the same day with a Nitro thrown in there at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While watching a movie that only three, two people in a three-person room were watching. <laughs> yep. That was good, too. There are three people here, <laughs> and two of us are friends. The, the two of us are friends, and there's three of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, Again, yeah. uh, noted friend of the show, Kelly Summers, is currently laying on my floor, yeah, been, uh, been not here, actively participating. Been here for every podcast. Yeah, every single podcast. This it's is a three-person podcast. Integral member of the show. Any farts or barks you hear <laughs> are Kelly. Yes. I also like that in the past I've brought up the name Kelly to listeners, and they yeah. go, I'm going to fuck about Kelly. And I go, <laughs> well, yeah, neither do we, but I just want you to know yeah. he's here. He's very important, Yeah. yeah. He's, he's the dog in all of the fan art we have yeah. that is completely irrelevant to the entire show. <laughs> but we, he's like the sound guy who like people like know the name but they don't know what he looks what like. What he looks like. Or, or he even, sounds or like. Or like him. Yeah, or yeah. like him. Yeah. But the fan art does need a dog so he does serve a purpose. Uh, it's true, yeah. He needs to break up. Well, because like we're the dominant species. Correct. And we need a retard <laughs> to bully around. Yeah. What what's the point of being dominant if you can't dominate? Yeah, and we can't dominate each other no. because we're both big cats. Exactly. So we need you a stupid dog. You can't double alpha it. Yeah, we need it, a dumb it's dog. It's a mess. There'd be, there'd be sparks everywhere. It'd be just it'd be docking with barbed penises. <laughs> we would just be hurting each other. Yeah. Nobody wins. Yeah. That, yeah. That's why you need a third dumb dog. A, a third who is a lesser species. Yeah. Or lesser race. Mm-hmm. A real rat race, or a Harley race. <laughs> Except for the Harley races. The yeah, like what is it? What, what? How about Harley race? And it's white people. <laughs> it's whites only. Yeah, my dad is very much a part of the Harley race. <laughs> uh, so we got a lot to cover today. I suppose we do. A lot of. I feel like we're, we can have some fun, and then we're going to have some crying. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of realizations. You know, like life. Re reaffirming. I'm telling you decisions. something right now. I'm glad we're taking pauses between segments because I'm absolutely going to make some changes. Retool my top twenty. <laughs> I I might. I'll I'll think about it. It's not going to be major, but it, it, what I have written down there is not what I will be reading later today. <laughs> that is not the final this is, draft. What I have here, what you're looking at, even, is wrong. <laughs> even though it is chiseled in stone. Yes. 
which is. in in hindsight was cocky on my it's part. Very cocky. Uh, but uh, that's that's the the benefit of having a nine hour podcast day. Yeah. In six or seven hours from now, you can make bold changes on the fly. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is record a bunch of segments. Well, they don't know that. They need to know. <sighs> I'm. I transparency is key with Idiot. me. We're gonna record a bunch of segments all today, and then we're gonna put them out in one and a half, two hour chunks. Uh, for as many weeks as is necessary. I like that you think it's only going to be three podcasts and not four or six. It could be four. It'd be nice to finish before Christmas. If it's three, it ends on December 23rd. If it's four, it ends on December 30th. Hmm. What if you release one Christmas day and one Christmas evening and you have to do it while you're having family <laughs> You have to sit at uh, the table uploading a podcast. I'm not going to do that, and I'll tell you why. Not because I need to spend so much time with my family, but because the one we released on Thanksgiving, or the day before Thanksgiving, uh, last week, uh, did very poorly. However... It has since picked back up, yeah. but during like the days of Thanksgiving, mm. like it, it started much worse than like the last five mm. podcasts, but, but has now caught but up. But Scott, Thanksgiving was a month ago. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It was literally no. The real Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm sorry. The, no, the ago. the real Thanksgiving was like six weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. The good, the good one. Yeah, the, with... the 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 one that has an actual meaning behind it, and not just we need another holiday. Um, <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, we like. There's no reason Canada shouldn't get its own, for some reason, different Thanksgiving you, than America. I mean, we also you, did Native Genocide. We should get a Thanksgiving. I feel like we might have done better genocide. I mean, That's a good not, only, not only genocide, we also stole their children and made them become white. That was a tight move. Guys, look up residential schools. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not a real sore spot on this country's history. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and, like, I mean, still I, kind of to this day. I mean, literally till the 80s. I think, no, I think the last one was in, the, like, the beginning of the 90s, I think I read. Maybe 90s. Like, 93 be, or something. Yeah. Which, like, to me, I was like, oh, yeah, that was, like, the 50s and 60s and 70s. And then it's like, oh, no, yeah, when like, I oh, was in I, elementary I was school, I, there were residential yeah, schools. like, you in a different world could have gone to a residential school. Yeah. yeah. I guess, is that as close as we got to slavery? Is that our worst thing? Yeah, I guess. And, but we... It's it's our slavery, but it went until the nineteen the nineteen nineties. So I, mean, uh, I think we win. They were the both both were promised land that they only sort of were allowed to have, uh -huh. uh, but one doesn't get taxed on it and gets money from the government. And any time that they cry foul, things kind of happen for them. So, so you're saying we've been too nice. I, I and it's time. It's time, I, and Drew, I agree with you. It's time for some white reparations. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Because uh, if so, <laughs> all I'm saying is land, casinos, no taxes. What do I get? Taxes, no, no casinos, casinos, no land. <laughs> no land. <laughs> you know what? I can't argue with that. I'm the oppressed one here. Yeah, I'm just glad that my ancestors came here after that was implemented. And that we started doing terrible things. And your answers <laughs> weren't the one doing it. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, I'm very white. 
you're very white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but our families got here, and they were already like, hey, you want to see this cool thing we've been doing for 30 years? Here. <laughs> you're like, oh. Check it out. Yeah. Sick. Oh, like, yeah, I'll do that too. But it wasn't my idea. I didn't invent it. <laughs> yeah. I just... The system was in place. I just bought some banners and posters and yeah. put them up in my room. I did crafts. <laughs> I never actively stole the children, <laughs> but I did rat them out to the RCMP. <laughs> I didn't steal them, but I didn't return no, them either. Nothing like a country that, that designed a police force specifically yeah. to maintain the native population. Yeah, that's tight. <laughs> like... Also, every time I see an RCMP officer, I think to myself, like, well, you don't have any power. I'm white. You can't do anything. I'm pretty me. sure, like, I'm pretty sure they're still police. <laughs> if they're not the actual police department, they're just the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Also, a mounting. Nice. Yes. Um, but... Oh, well, I, I was doing, uh... I was, <laughs> I was doing Rage Against the Machine parodies. Some of those that work forces are the same that fuck horses. <laughs> nice. I bet you they do. Probably. Yeah. There's some real, some real death of dick log situations <laughs> going on. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> um. Hey. Uh. What about this weird mad shout out to Moldova? Yeah, shout out to our number one fans in Moldova. We're, we're the number seven podcast there. Hey. <laughs> Leg- like, legitimately, we're not joking. I got a weird email from some pod stats thing that I do not remember signing up for. I guess it just comes with, like, the WordPress hosting. I don't hey. know. But, uh, yeah, we're... We're absolutely crushing in Moldova. <laughs> but that doesn't actually tell you listeners. It just says that it's a percent. That's a rank. Yeah. So I, I imagine in all of Moldova, there are, I don't know, 12 podcast listeners. Sure. And three of them listen to our podcast. Sure. Which is still more than I would have guessed from that, Moldova. That's more than active friends in my life listen to it. <laughs> there you go. So pretty good. But just... Weird, but we're we're leaning into it. So so now we have to learn facts about Moldova. Yeah, I uh, I don't even know the capital of Moldova, and I know it's a got lot, a weird name that starts a with a lot C. of things. Is and it, are there all kinds of like weird accents um, um, on all the C's and the E's and stuff? Republic of Moldova. Chisinau. Of course. Uh, and there is an accent on both the A and the S. You know how you put accents on S's to make them, I don't know, different S's? To make them do something other than S? I literally knew very little about Russia, Russia, about the the Principality of Moldova. But here we are. Yeah. Uh, Europe, and something about a Moldovan bear. I don't know what that is. Sounds cool. But that's in my head. That's all I can remember. Spoken language is Romanian. Mm. They also oh, re- they also recognize Bulgarian, Ukrainian, and Gagaus. They probably, they probably, <laughs> which is a thing I don't know. They probably don't like all of the gypsy uh, conversations we've had. Yeah. Is wait is. Moldova, where Romania sends all of their gypsies? Is it some sort of crazy oh. crazy gypsy republic? Possibly. I'd be, I would uh, dig that. Yeah, Moldovan bear things. <laughs> yeah, tell me about this bear. 
I don't know what it is it is exactly, but I know that in some kind of it might be Romania. I don't know. Oh, eastern regions of Moldova, uh, people put on essentially like bear carcasses and dance. Sick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not carcasses, but like pelts and like headdresses. Call it what it is: fursuits. Maybe that's why. That is why. Mm. We talk about bears a lot. Shout out to our bears. Talk about, shout, shout out, out to, to our, our Moldovan, Moldovan bears. bears. Uh, also, Portugal was high, was it not? We were 22nd yeah, what was, in Portugal? Uh, there was a second country that I've already forgotten and maybe deleted the email. Nope, still nope. have it. I think it's Portugal. It is Portugal. 22nd? 72nd. We're all sevens. We're seventh in Moldova, 77th in Portugal. 77th? Why would they rank that? Don't know, but here we <laughs> like, are. Literally, it's got to be at a point where you get to like 28 or 29, and then it's just one listener, <laughs> so everything else ranks because there's one listener. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, yeah. shout out to the one the... guy in Portugal listening to this podcast. Hello, Lisbon. I uh, I know more about Portugal because I've had several Portuguese girlfriends. Yes. Um, but are they Portuguese or Brazilian? No, Portuguese. Okay. I had two in a, two or three in a row when I was in like grade 12 and then the year after grade 12. Um, I remember one of them, their dad owned a Portuguese deli nice. and it was delicious. I was going to say, I bet it was great. There were amazing like buns, like... Uh, like for sandwiches, yeah. like those kind of buns, mm, delicious. Yeah, like no, excellent por- meats. Portugal does yeah. does meat and bread yeah. well, real for good. sure, real good. That's that's kind of what I remember. Yeah. Um, also, very bushy. If I, mm. it's a real seventies in Sweden situation. It's a real yeah. Moldovan bear suit down there. Yes, it really is. <laughs> it really is. Um, so yeah, shout out to Moldova. Shout out to Portugal. Yep. I would imagine shout out to uh, Great Britain, uh, sure, because we know a lot of people that yeah. live there. So in North America, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, pretty much. Especially anyone who lives in Florida, <laughs> and their nickname is a venereal disease. Sure. Uh, also, who voted for Trump, <laughs> despite what he says. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Broke, broken up into some pieces today. Yeah. Make it easier for us. A million little it, pieces. A million little pieces of shit. Oh. Because uh, it was a lie. It was a lie. Um, am I to believe there is a towelie ban? <laughs> uh, but yeah, make it easier for us, mostly Scott. Make it easier for you, the listener. Uh, also, so that the podcast doesn't just randomly cut out at the, you know, number six of the decade, <laughs> and then we have to start from five and yeah. go to, you know... Um, just easier for us to put together, easier, easier listening, although I'm sure the majority of our listeners are fine with listening we are, to we are ranking highly four hour podcast. <laughs> we are ranking highly in the easy listening category, um, so that's good. There is a spider on my roof, and I'm scared now. <laughs> oh, so there is. A real arachnophobia situation going on. Yeah. Uh, P.S., if you haven't seen arachnophobia, watch arachnophobia. <laughs> it's rad. Uh, John Goodman at the peak of his fatness. <laughs> yeah, he's real fat in that. Uh, anyway, so, to start off this little piece of magic, <laughs> I don't know, I could, Perfect. I couldn't think of a word. Yep, you got it. We decided that first idea, best we idea. should review the lists that we've made from every year of the decade, because after some time, and some thought, and some uh, few rewatches, and yep. a few 
Uh, and a few de-watches. I unwatched a few movies. Oh, and a, and a, I was like, enough of you. And a few um, ethnic cleansings. Sure. Um, we decided that, you know, in the heat of the moment, in the passion of the Christ, yep. you make some decisions that you're maybe not thrilled about. Things should be higher. Things should be lower. Yeah. I personally... There, there was a lot of uh, Will Arnett staring into the middle distance saying, I have made a huge mistake. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of that. <laughs> uh, Will Arnett, shout out, CanCon. Uh, oh, yeah. So I personally have made, moved some things off my list, moved some things onto my list. Uh, there's also been some one, ones have moved out of ones. Yep. Things have moved into ones. Some shufflings. There's some moving up and down. Um, also, just because when you get when we get to the top twenty of the decades, and there were things that we felt should be on that list or in contention for that list, so I definitely moved some things higher because I thought they should be at least in the conversation get, yeah, for the beginning twenty toward the, decade. the twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, so we can start at twenty ten. Uh, so these, yeah. So these are the updated lists that we posted the the graphics for last week, but have uh, have not discussed yet. Yeah. So uh, I will start with my 2010. Go for it. Uh, moving into the number ten spot is Troll Hunter. Nice. Uh, and then staying in position, Senna, Catfish, Beautiful, Thirteen Assassins, and then moving down a little bit were. Uh, uh, in a Better World, Ensemble, which was my number one, is now my number four. It's um, a drop. Well, qu- very quick description of that one. Uh, I think when we did 2010, we had just watched the movie. Like, yes. we finished watching the movie. I'd already seen I, it. Yeah, I hadn't. But I rewatched it, and I think it was so fresh in my mind that I was like... And it's great. And it's great. Yeah. But, like, I, I think I just like oh it's great because i literally just watched it yeah so i think it's still really good but it definitely moved um, down. um recency bias <laughs> <laughs> um number three uh moving up social network and then i moved black swan much higher because i rewatched it after saying on the podcast i don't know it's a good <laughs> it's good it's my number one <laughs> so it's my number two and moving into my number one spot is the coen brothers true grit because i hate the coen brothers Yes, running theme <laughs> of Drew hating the Coens. Uh, your 2010, sir. So 20, or madam. 2010 is the only year where a new movie went in and an old movie went out. Every every other year is just shuffling of the existing top ten. Right. So, uh, so True Grit went in, yes. which I'm glad because it was your, ended up your number one. Yeah. Uh, so it went into number nine. And uh, booted out what was number eight, uh, Submarino. So bottom to top, uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop is now number 10. True Grit number nine, Social Network moving up two to number eight. And then the same seven to one. I Saw the Devil, Poetry, Senna, Catfish, Incendie, Beautiful, and Black Swan. Which uh, can confirm... Is good. <laughs> I, I will also confirm, is good. Is it good? Well, Dude. I hadn't seen it since 2010, and I couldn't remember. <laughs> it's got, now, species, obviously something left to be desired, but, yeah, good TF. Yeah, yeah, excellent yeah. TF, yeah. Um, I would like to see him tackle a better species. 
yeah, let's make. Uh, well, I mean, what's what other what are black cat? <laughs> yeah, like uh, Black Panther. That's a black, great oh, animal. Absolutely, yeah. do Black Panther. But I believe black. do for the love of God, <laughs> someone do good Black Panther. <laughs> Uh, for 2011, uh, I, I didn't add anything in. Oh, I did add something in, sorry. Mm. Um, and it actually placed much higher than I thought it would. Mm. Um, so things sort of moved lower for me. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin moved down, uh, The Raid, Drive, um, Elena, uh, Puss in Boots moved from, uh, down to six. Um, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, David Fincher, moved into my list. As number five. Pretty good from not being on the list. Uh, I don't know why I didn't put it on the list in the first place. When I, when I said it as my number ten, you were like, oh boy. Yeah, like, <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. Um, the Skin I Live In moved from six to four. Mm-hmm. Um, then in the same place, The Guard, Shame, and The Intouchables all stayed in their place. Uh, I think I just had one minor switch. I think I just... Uh, Flip-flopped, we need to talk about Kevin and Elena, and the rest stayed the same. So bottom to top, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Elena, we need to talk about Kevin, Drive, A Separation, Footnote, Melancholia, Midnight in Paris, The Skin I Live In, and Shame, number one. Uh, For number, for 2012... Uh, one, one swap in, and then everything else stayed in its place. So, the, uh, imposter, end of watch, uh, a hijacking moved in. Okay. Uh, the master, Moonrise Kingdom, Amor, Rust and Bone, Drug War, Django Unchained, and The Hunt. My 2012 stayed the same, although I kept going back and forth on switching two and three. So it was and remains uh, The Act of Killing, Life of Pi, Moonrise Kingdom, Django Unchained, Francis Ha, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Rust and Bone, The Hunt number three, Amour number two, and The Master number one, which I found all three very interchangeable, and I kept debating between putting The Hunt two and Amour three or vice versa, but I ended up I ended up the same way I had it. I stuck to my guns. A more two hunt three. Uh, Twenty thirteen. Uh, not a lot of movement. Uh, ev- actually, everything stayed the same except for I moved in uh, under the skin because I, uh, I didn't think to put it in originally. <laughs> I don't know. What are you gonna uh, do? So enemy at ten. Twelve years slave at nine. Uh, under the Skin at 8, uh, Big Bad Wolves, 7, uh, Blue Jasmine at 6, uh, Hodorowski's Dune at 5, Inside Lewin Davis at 4, Nebraska 3, Prisoners 2, and Her at 1. So I, what did I play with here? I moved a couple in the in the bottom half. So they, originally, originally, when we recorded the 2013 podcast, Short Term 12 was my number 10, but then I very quickly... Uh, even before it aired, so with the graphics, I put Enemy there instead. Uh, so, Enemy stayed number 10. Uh, 12 Years a Slave moved down two from 7 to 9, because I'm racist, I guess? <laughs> I mean, I don't know that that has anything to do with moving the movie. You are racist, and you moved the and movie. And separately, I moved the movie. Yeah, they're not, not, they're not one the same. Causality. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 12 Years of Slave, number 9, Before Midnight, number 
uh, moves up one to number eight. Hordorowski's Dune moves up one to number seven. And then I think it's the same going up. Blue Jasmine, six. Like Father, Like Son, Under the Skin, Inside Lewin Davis, Prisoners, and Her. And by my count on our final top tens for 2013, we have five the same, in the same spot. We'll get to that. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Could for, you even imagine? For me, 2014, no additions or subtractions, only one move. I mean, I guess a significant move. Uh, so number 10. Oh, sorry. I completely lied to mo- uh, everyone. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking liar. Um, I did move something in, and oh. that would be David Fincher's Gone Girl into my number 10, replacing mm. In Order of Disappearance. Ah. Um, sorry, Stellan. Gone, Gone Girl. Stel- stellar Skateboard. <laughs> stellar Skateboard. Uh, Gone Girl, Cal- uh, Calvary, uh, Birdman, Whiplash, Ex Machina, The Grand Budapest Hotel, John Wick, Nightcrawler, uh, my original number one, now my number two, Force Majeure, and my new number one, Leviathan. What number was Leviathan before? Two. Okay, so, so one, and one and two, two. Soft. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I th- those two movies are are so linked for me for whatever reason. Did you see them at the same? I, I, I saw them. I saw them at the same. I saw them both at uh, VIF, and I I probably saw them. You know, maybe back to back days or something. Yeah. they're both European. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but they're they're just so intertwined for me for some reason, and they're both great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh. So mine. Uh. Just one. One minor change. So, uh, so for me, Gone Girl dropped from seven to nine, which is where you have it. Uh, I have it at ten. Ah, okay. Uh, I and couldn't then, move Calvary. Then like, the I other just couldn't do it. The other two moved up, including Calvary moving up one from eight to seven. I meant like I would say from stuff we watched for this project, and and not from stuff I had already seen that was on the list and whatnot. That the would feel like the three. Actually, I can think of four, but the fourth one uh, doesn't doesn't fit my narrative. <laughs> <laughs> but like the three most pleasant surprises that I didn't have major expectations going in, and then a I loved, and b they made my top ten, often in pretty solid positions in the top ten, were Calvary, A Man Called Ove, and I Daniel Blake. Mm-hmm. Um, which then, when I thought about, it, oh, all movies about old white men. I wonder why I. Gee. <laughs> Says the man wearing a cardigan. It's so comfortable. Uh, <laughs> why I relate to those so much. The the fourth one that doesn't fit the narrative is um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Mm. But uh, I mean, you you are a French lesbian. I am a French lesbian. When so, you come down to it, yeah. so I guess that makes sense. There you too. go. Perfect. So, new 10 to 1. Uh, Violent, Gone Girl, Leviathan, Calvary, Force Majeure, Nightcrawler, The Grand Budapest Hotel. Don't you love it when people say it like that? Yep. Uh, Whiplash. Abitha. <laughs> Whiplash, Mommy, and Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance at number 1. Which I assume, for the, the graphics, you wrote the, the full title full of Birdman. Full title, yeah. yeah. In, in size 1 in font. size 1, yeah. <laughs> to fit the scale. Uh, this one I can actively say no changes. No changes in 2015. Um, no changes, I mean, adding things in or uh, out. Uh, I did move my 3 and 2 because the one that was in 3 
I felt needed a better opportunity at being on the top 20. That's right. I did that uh, later. So, 10, uh, Land of Mine. Oh, wait, no, I did that... Uh, oh, I didn't... Even, pff, idiot. I didn't re remark on it for 2013. Uh, uh, pr prisoners moved up too. From four to right, two. To have a better uh, opportunity. To have a yeah. shot at the top 20. Yes, it's weird that you look at it and you're like, this is the number two for that year when you originally did it. Yeah. And then when you're looking at the movies that need to be in the top 20. Oh, and you're something like, below. Uh, yeah. that, that is probably a better movie. You know, yeah. Going back there. So, uh, Land of Mine, Mustang, The Witch, uh, 45 Years, Sicario, A Man Called Uwe, Rams... My original number two, which is Son of Soul. My new number two, which was number three, Anomalisa. And Mad Max Furry Road. I mean, Fury Road. What my are bad. Uh, yeah, mine, I think all I did was swap Sicario and A Man Called Uwe. Because Uwe really just stuck with me a little more. Nothing against Sicario, which is still a top ten movie. Mm -hmm. uh, so, bottom to top, uh, The Tiger. Embrace of the Serpent, Sicario, A Man Called Uwe, 45 Years, Victoria, The Lobster, Son of Saul, Youth, and Anomalisa, number one. Uh, so 2016, I made a lot of changes. <laughs> okay. uh, so two things moved out, two things moved in, uh, things moved up to a higher position. So I'm... I moved uh, in. I'm looking at my, what my change was, and I, I'm noticing a trend, but uh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, I moved in Kubo and the Two Strings to number 10. Yeah, which, was that, a, was that an honorable mention? It was, a, it was a favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And then The Wailing, I moved into number 9. Which was also a favorite. Which is also a favorite. Um, then uh, Hell or High Water, Moonlight moved down to 7. The Neon Demon... Stayed at six. Um, Hunt for the Wilder People moved from seven to five. I, Daniel Blake, moved from five to four. Um, then Handmaiden, Raw, and Arrival at number one still. Yeah, so mine, uh, the one change was... Nope, two changes, but the first change was... Moonlight moving down from five to seven because again I'm racist question mark what is my problem racist and homophobic <laughs> yeah damn uh, so that moved and hashtag cancel Scott Henson <laughs> and then for the second time moving a Villeneuve movie up to number two mm. uh, so Prisoners went from four to two in 2013 and Arrival went from three, three to, to two. two. In, uh, in 2016. So bottom to top is Operation Avalanche, Nocturnal Animals, Your Name, Moonlight at 7, Tickled, Hunt for the Wilder People, which made it up to number 5, which is nice because I, I really do love that movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I, Daniel Blake, Graduation, Arrival, and The Handmaiden, number 1. And I feel like that's a, a decent number of matches on that year, too. Well, we'll get to that. I, I did have uh, a... I was considering moving Handmaiden up. Uh -huh. um, however, it may come up again later, and that may not be an issue. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so 2017, I made no changes, no movements, no nothing. Stayed wow. exactly the same. First Reformed, A Fantastic Woman, The Big Sick, uh, The Shape of Water, Dunkirk, Get Out, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Good Time, and Loveless. All in the same position. There you go. I had two minor changes. I moved 
Uh, I switched Loveless and Killing of a Sacred Deer, Loveless moving up one, and I switched uh, Good Time and Call Me By Your Name for two and three, because Good Time needed to be in the top 20, Mm. and uh, slightly more so than Call Me By Your Name. So... 10 to 1 is First Reformed, One Cut of the Dead, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, Loveless, Blade Runner 2049, Phantom Thread, Happy End, Call Me By Your Name, Good Time, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, number one. Uh, 2018, I made some minor bump-ups for the exact same reason, to try and get things that I thought deserved to be considered for the twenty. Uh, no additions or subtractions. So number ten um, is uh, uh, blind spotting, uh, uh, birds of passage, the guilty. Sorry to bother you. The favorite moved down to number six. Uh, Won't you be my neighbor? Roma moved up to number four. Thunder Road moved to number three. Climax num- moved to number two, and Burning at number one. I love how. High Thunder Road ended up for you. I'm I'm delighted how much you like Scott, it, and that it, I love it. I know, and that it ended up like higher for you than me. Yeah, I love well, it. Uh, I'm glad Jim Cumming I'm is my new <laughs> favorite person. He's great. Uh, I think I just had one. It's a shame you haven't seen his uh, next movie. Uh, maybe I will. Yeah, one we'll day. See. Maybe I'll watch it with my friends. We'll see. <laughs> um, uh, my one move was Thunder Road moving up too, <laughs> from ten to eight. Because you got me thinking, hey, he doesn't have to be number 10. (laughs) No, not at all. So so the new rankings are uh, Under the Silver Lake, Isle of Dogs, Thunder Road, Suspiria, Shoplifters, The Favorite, Won't You Be My Neighbor, Climax, Burning, and Roma. And uh, for, uh, for 2017 and 18 was really debating changing two and one for both of them. Mm. So even even so after I moved good time to number two, two. in twenty seventeen I'm like You were still like I could put it number one in three billboards too. Mm. I was very close to doing that. And I was equally close, if not more so, with Burning in Roma mm-hmm. for uh for twenty eighteen. I ended up sticking to my guns, I ended up not changing any number ones, but uh a number of number twos. Right. And uh but I definitely on any given day, could have put burning number one right. for, for 2018. Uh, 2019, I mean, it was the most recent one. Uh, I, I didn't move anything. I, I also didn't. I didn't adjust anything. I was close, but I, I didn't. So, uh, Calm with Horses, Pain and Glory, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, 1917, Waves, Ash, The Lighthouse, Marriage Story, Uncut Gems, and Parasite. And I've got uh, the Mustang. I love that we have two different Mustang movies different on our horsey movies. top tens. Both at number ten, or is there number nine? Also number ten. Love it. The Mustang. But you said you like the horses. <laughs> uh, the Mustang, Greener Grass, Ash, The Climb, Waves, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Uncut Gems, Marriage Story, The Lighthouse, and Parasite. Number one. Number one. So, those are the updated lists for the decade. Obviously, some changes and shit. Yeah. Uh, so, th- those reflect the the graphics that are up now. Yes. 
Yeah, and uh, feel free to uh, get mad at Scott and I and argue with Scott and I. The fact yep. that you just listened to ten episodes of podcasts for us to change, change everything the, the you last just one? listened to. I do like that. on the most re- recent podcast. I think, I think making everything a... you listened to before completely yeah. irrelevant. <laughs> I think that's a power move. It is a power move. Yeah, I mean, you can still listen to twenty seventeen because I didn't make any changes, and you can listen to twenty twelve and nineteen for. 19, and 19 us, and yeah, 12 for me. There you go, perfect. So there, so we we only made uh, seven of the ten years around. Yeah, yeah. So listen to listen to those three, listen. and you'll be fine. Yeah, don't get angry. <laughs> and if you did get angry, please direct all of your anger comments towards at not Scott Henson on Twitter, <laughs> and I guess at Sarian Zappos if you have to. But, but just send the nice ones. Yeah, just you know what? Send send, 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 send me the pretty me. ones and send Scott the mean ones. Yeah, but send us both the fan art. I, yeah, Scott's a little uh, less fragile than me. He can ha- he can handle. <laughs> he the can hate. take it. He can take it. He can fit more in there. I'm I'm less likely to read one negative comment and then uh, run into the woods and dig a hole and sit in it, <laughs> or or run into the woods and cover myself in ashes from all the burnt trees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I hope you enjoyed the updated lists. That is that is what we will be basing our best of the decade top 20 lists off of these recent yes. lists. Yes, so expect to hear a lot of ones, twos, some threes, and I have one four. And a five. No, no, no fives. But it's close. Okay. So, now, next up. Now that we are past reviewing the things we've already talked about, uh, we decided to make a list of the top 10 movies that didn't quite make a top 10 list. These, these are the these are the movies that hurt us. These are the ones or, or movies that we hurt. These are the ones that taking them out of our list actively caused us to lose sleep, gain or lose weight depending <laughs> on which one you're talking about. Um, both of us are full on chain smokers now. Yeah. Uh, which I'm okay with because it looks really cool. It does look cool, and it makes your voice deeper, which yeah. I like. Uh, we've also been doing we've also been doing tons of cruising. Yeah, uh, that but that's that's and, unrelated. Yeah, what a weird byproduct. But <laughs> here we are. Yeah. So uh, some of these were on our favorites list. Uh, the ones that we actively said were our three favorites for a year. Yeah. Some of them were just ones that we thought were actively really good and needed to be. In the list, whether even if it is at the 101 to 110 yeah. best movies of the decade, yeah, like these are, but these, these are, are the ones, ones that missing out on the lists were actively yeah. like uh, insults to these movies. Yeah, the ones that when we were making the tens, like oh my god, I can't believe I have to cut this. Yes, why things? That we, were... What what sort of god and, would, and to would me... create a world? Yeah, where I have to cut this movie and from to the top me, ten of this year. To me, a lot of these, if they were in other years, would have probably would make made the list. Yeah, put some of these in you weaker know, like, years. They're in. I feel like some of the earlier years are maybe a little bit weaker. I got yes, yeah, some some are. Although there's some there's kind some of strong, strong ones, ones but, but like I got I got two 2017s near the top of this bitch mm-hmm. that got fucked I, by being in the year 2017. Yeah, I, I have three from 2014. Wow, that I would have loved to have been. In that list, but aren't aren't that good. But I feel like we're strong enough to be on like eleven, t- ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, like could have made those lists. So, 
Uh, yeah, so they're they're not necessarily like one from every year. No, I feel like maybe we could have done that, but this is. I like just, it better this way. This, I, I also from, like it better this way. From yeah. everything we did, here's the next ten. Here are the next ten best. The movies. ones that hurt so us the most. We so, decided. So, so take so taking it a step further. What were the ones that hurt you most to not put on this list? I don't know that I actively wrote those down. Oh really? I wrote down the ones for the twenty. But, I mean, you can talk about yours, and I will quickly do mine. <laughs> I certainly can. Um, I just have... Yeah, I just got a couple from each year that I wanted to... Oh, one thing I should... Here, while you're looking at stuff, I'll mention one other thing I did. Because between finishing 2019 and now, I then got a new list of movies Uh-oh. that I either... Uh, Hadn't watched, period. Sure. Or, or hadn't or, heard of. Or hadn't heard of, or like, for whatever reason, remembered nothing about and had to revisit. So, those movies that I've watched since 2019 mm-hmm. for this, like, uh, last top ten list and, you know, and and updating the all the top tens. Um, so, so I want, so the list was anything... You had on a top ten or favorite that I hadn't seen. Sure. Um, any movie, uh, and the same thing for any movie that uh, Adam had for any of the years he's done, which is 2010 to 15 right. of the 2010s, or anything he has rated 8 out of 10 or higher. Okay. Uh, as well as then a couple other movies you just said I should watch. Right. Uh, so I watched, uh, and mo- most was early in the decade, because I-, I feel like um, I was much more discerning with the first few years, because I, w- I would see ones like, I- like that, and I'm like, oh, I'm sure it's good, but it's not going to make my Do top Do I need to watch it? not going to make my top yeah. ten, so I'm not going to watch it, whereas I feel like 2016 on, I just watched every single right. movie. Right. Uh, so I watched Howl 2010, mm-hmm. uh, James Franco yep. as uh, Alan Ginsberg. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, speaking of James Franco, in 2010, uh, 127 Hours, which I had yeah. never seen, really? Adam gave a 9 out of 10, I which mean, is very high for him. It's so good, I'm like, and it's Danny Boyle. I should, so I'm like, I should watch it, and I did, and it was, yeah, I, I should have watched it, and it, it was much better, better than I was expecting. I don't know what my issue was, I'm, I'm just like, oh, the guy know. fucking gets his arms stuck. But it was very. Well, it's also James Franco. Like it depends, I, depends what your opinion. It, re- of James it really does Franco depend on right. your James Franco feelings. But yeah, it was very well done. Danny Boyle's really good. Yeah, obviously. Danny Boyle's great. So, so yeah, I thought it was the way it was done was was really good. And um, yeah, I, I think I like it didn't replace anything on my on my top ten, but um, I could see it sneaking into like the next three. I, I could have seen it being maybe an honorable mention or. A, favorite or whatever sure. for 2010 uh also watched 13 assassins for 2010 which i hadn't yeah. seen which was high on your list which which rocked yeah. and i was wondering uh what was gonna what was gonna happen uh from uh one hour and 20 <laughs> into the movie until two hours and 20 which was the end because it seemed like they were at the the last spot but i'm like well they're not just gonna fight for an hour i was wrong, wrong. <laughs> and the fight was great uh what else we got? Uh, the Guard 2011 was great. I think I like Calvary a little more, but The Guard's awesome. Calvary's a lot more serious. It it's is. a lot less silly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, Brendan Gleeson's... Depends what you're saying. Brendan Gleeson's character in The Guard is amazing. Yeah. 
It was written for him. It was yes. just like, hey, just do what you want. <laughs> that was sweet. Um, Andrew Haig's uh, Weekend, 2011, director of two, two gay. 45 Years and Lean on Feet. Uh, too gay, says Drew. Um, I say just gay enough. I thought, <laughs> I thought, it, I thought it was very good and uh, well done and a nice story. Uh, Bullhead, uh, which is on your 2011 list, uh, was very good. Uh, anyone... Uh, severely addicted to steroids for actually a pretty good reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I appreciate. Yeah. Um, what else? One that like almost snuck onto some lists for me. I really dug uh, the it's, it's officially appears to be a Le Chat du Rabbin, which is French for the rabbi's cat. Uh, 2011. I really liked it. It, uh, it dealt with uh, dealt with religion in uh, a very cool way, and would definitely watch it again. And I know you haven't seen it, and should watch it. You, <laughs> it does have you in it. Yes, <laughs> quite a few, uh, but not exclusively. Also has Muslims. Oh, yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> and Christians, yeah, and Christians. There's a lot going on. Yeah, uh, Algeria is crazy. <laughs> Algeria sounds like a place I wouldn't want to go. Uh, then, what else? I watched Drug War, which was high on your list, which is very fun, a after watching the remake <laughs> for 2016. I like both. It's interesting that you watch it that way, because I watch it the other way, like the, the regular person way. Yeah. And, but like, then, I'm sure we took different things away from both of them. I'm sure we did. Yeah. For sure. I, I definitely appreciate in Drug War, the original, the final shootout taking place outside an elementary school. Yes. Which it doesn't in uh, Believer, the remake. No. So, respect for that. Uh, Hong Kong's a little more fucked up, my friend. Watched a another Asian gangster movie, uh, Nameless Gangster Rules of the Time. A hmm. uh, Korean one with uh, some bigger named uh, Korean act. With, with uh, the star of The Wailing is in it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, I, I watched those two within like a couple day, days of each other. I'm like, why does this chubby Korean man keep showing up? Uh, also, it's uh, it's funny... Nameless Gangster colon Rules of the Time is the English title, but the directly translated from Korean title is, I believe, Crime War colon The Golden Age of Bad Guys, which is pretty cool. Nice. So, yeah, that, that movie was fun. I watched... I hate translating things, because then <laughs> nobody's ever cool about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, I watched Indie Game, the movie, the documentary on a few, like, uh, big sort of... Uh, first generation of indie game developers, which was okay. cool. Uh, End of Watch, which I hadn't seen, which is great. Really cool, really intense. Excellent concept. Uh, another one which I stumbled across because uh, the director... What did Chris Morris direct? Because that, looking him up, led me to this movie, but he didn't direct this. Uh, led me to whatever it was. Led me to the double 2013, written and directed by Richard Aoade, uh, which was uh, uh, he's the guy who did Four Lions. And that's the, right, the Day Shall Come. That's right, and then he has some connection to the double, but didn't write or direct it. Uh, he might just be he, an actor he might just be an actor. He's an actor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, it's your boy Jesse Eisenberg. I think I've seen this. Based on a short story by Dostoevsky, I think. Yeah, I feel like I've seen this. It's pretty cool. It's like a dark comedy. Yeah. 
It, it's darker than I expected for Richard Iwade. I think I saw it at the time, maybe, yeah. or like around the time, or I saw it when I was in school, maybe. Okay, like when my friends was really into it or something. Yeah, it was good. It, it didn't make any list, but it, it was good. Uh, Still I'll, Alice, I'll which which got put onto your list, right? Well, spoilers. Oh, I thought it was on your top ten. Okay, well that's no, cool. it's not on my top. 10. What are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Wailing, uh, Blade of the Immortal. Yeah. Which uh, was that a Fave, 2017 fave for you, or was it on your 2017 list? fave? Yeah, uh, and then uh, the movie that you messaged me about the day after we recorded 2017, uh, Sad Hill Unearthed. Yep. <laughs> Say, Scott, we need to do it again. I really like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I, I liked it a lot. Yep. Uh, about uh, like yeah, like reconstructing the big graveyard scene from. Um, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, best which made. is probably the best, the best uh, movies ever made. I will fight anyone who tells me it's not. It's got to be the best western, not sequel. That's not number two, or even sequel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, probably. It's that or what? Godfather Two people or Hangover Part Two? Obviously, obviously. Hangover. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Caliber 2018, which you told me to watch too, which yeah. is also good. Just randomly, cool, yeah, cool uh, Scottish movie. Yep. And how they're oh the reveal the, the the ending was great. The ending was because like you think it's going one way, and then because yeah. I like I definitely looked at it more of like oh this is going to be like a Wicker Man or Midsummer like I considered the whole thing you know because they talked about they made it seem like that a bit but it seemed a little too. Grounded, grounded in reality, reality. Yeah, absolutely. To, to do that. Absolutely. But I, I didn't see it going the exact way it did. Me neither. For sure. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Which I, I thought it was cool the way it did. So yeah, so that's the stuff I watched after 2019, just to be sure. Yeah. So then back to stuff, the, the stuff that... The stuff that didn't make the top ten that didn't make a top ten. Yeah. The hard the hard cuts. The hard the, the hard final the, cuts. The best things of the decade that still deserve an honorable mention. Yeah. The best of uh the the second best of the best of the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, so uh, I kinda I, wrote like two per year sort of. Yeah, I had, a, like, a few per year, so uh, I put 127 hours on there, um, that was the only one for 2010, a uh, couple tough ones for 2011 were The Guard, uh, Carnage, which I really liked. I also wrote Carnage. Yep. Yeah, Carnage is great. Uh, Take Shelter, um, uh, The Raid, The Raid Redemption, pardon me. Uh, the Raid The same thing. Uh, the Rabbi's Cat, which I just mentioned, those are my 2011s. Okay. Uh, do you have any other 2010s or 11s? Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which I know is one of your faves. One of faves. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. The Kids Are All Right, which was on my list. Sure. I moved that, off my yeah, list. That would obviously that be That one was really close. hard. Yeah. Um, Captain in the Woods. Uh, um, gotcha. Carnage. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. I had... I got Life of Pi, which is on your list. Yep. Um, I got Contiki. Mm-hmm. Which I don't remember if I told you to watch or not. I actually didn't watch it, but I, I know okay. you watched you know, it. And you know the story. I know it, yeah. yeah. Bunch of fucking Thor hired all yep. shit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Blackfish, which I feel like I've mentioned several times <laughs> on this podcast. Yep. 
2012, I had, I had two for 2012, uh, The Place Beyond the Pines and Wolf Children. I like half of The Place Beyond I, the I Pines. I know, you, you, you don't care for the Bradley Cooper I care. I care about the first part uh, and not the second. The first part is better, which which is why it didn't end up making a yes. list. But I do think it's a good movie that, I feel like it is an Oscar type movie that yeah. got completely ignored. Snubbed, yeah. yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. Which is surprising. Okay, and and uh, it's not like they don't, because it's Derek C. on France, right? And yep. he did Blue Valentine? Yep. Which got lots of Oscar stuff. Yep, so, And uh, also HBO miniseries, I Know This Much Is True. Sure. Starring Mark Ruffalo and, mm-hmm. in his bravest role of the date, Mark Ruffalo. Wow, is it, <laughs> it's uh, interesting. Good for him. I like yep. Mark Ruffalo. He's, he was really good. He, he deservedly won the Emmy for, uh, for gotcha. a miniseries. For that. Um, yeah, there's one twenty. You're at 2012? Yeah. Uh, you got any other 2012s? Uh, no, I got 2013s now. I got, yeah, a chunk of 2013s. Uh, Big Bad Wolves, which is on your top 10. Uh, Upstream Color, which is like, <laughs> a, it's a it's a genius movie, but it, it's just a lot. <laughs> it's, <weird. laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. It's just a lot. I think I like, I think I like Primer better. For, for Shane Carruth movies. I have only seen Primer, so... Uh, but I look... He better stay on his once-every-nine-year schedule, though. I better get a Carruth in 2022, or I'm going to be pissed. Uh, didn't he, uh, didn't he get cancelled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I... So we'll see. But I think they, um... Uh, I think history will uncancel him. <laughs> because I think he got cancelled just for doing something, like really autistic and he's really autistic so yeah i mean scott i'm gonna say right now that like uh johnny depp got canceled and then they were like oh it wasn't even him and they were like but do like, right, i was just like what are, what are we gonna do stop canceling you no you definitely still lose your jobs yeah because what he he lost the fantastic beasts yeah role he's yeah. in and uh and what's her face still gets to make uh aquaman movies yeah yeah. yeah, good for her. Shout out to Amber. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, the, this, is, this is why you should get married to women. Never get married to women. And also I, don't get married. Cause I can't stress that enough. Marriage is for fags. <laughs> uh, the World's End, uh, 2013. Man, I, uh, I'm shocked I don't have any Edgar Wright in my top tens. Uh, well, he only had three. Three? World's End, Scott Pilgrim, and Baby Driver. Oh, Baby Driver. I forgot Baby Driver. Yeah. And, well, yeah. No, I don't I don't like two of them, so... I, I like three of them. I think I like the... Uh, I might like Baby Driver the best of the three, actually. Um, Loser. But, uh, but none quite made it. And then my toughest 2013 cut was The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Mmm. Uh, that is also one... Uh, anyways, uh, sorry, you, uh, what, uh... That was 13. Do, do you have any 13? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, uh, The Past. I enjoy me yes. good, um, uh, Middle Eastern movies, and I'm <laughs> disappointed that more of them didn't make my list. Because I, yeah, really, I, I really w- enjoy them. I would have liked, uh, another Asghar Farhadi on my list. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for chunk of 2014s because it's a good fucking year. John Wick <laughs> on your list, yes, sir. Uh, Art and Craft, Magical Girl, and then two really tough ones, which were two of my faves: uh, What We Do in the Shadows and Winter Sleep. 
both great. Uh, both couldn't quite make it. Yeah, I wrote down what we do in the shadows, and yeah. it was it was on the list of the. T- it was of, on the new ten. It was on the new ten, and yeah. then I don't know. It just it, you know, it's just one of those things. Can say. Just one of those things. And then any other 14? Uh, 14. The only other 14 I wrote is, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but I don't care. Uh, Paddington was a very I, I, hard I know you like your Paddington. Cut. I know. I know you like your Paddington. Spoiler alert, so Paddington what? 2 was also a very also, hard Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think 2 is like even more highly rated than 1, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Like people are mental for Paddington. Mental. One day I'll watch both. You should. They're uh, delightful. I will. Uh, man, another tough crop of cuts in 2015. Uh, Mustang on your list. Uh, James White. Uh, Tangerine. I really wanted to stick in. Uh, I really wanted to stick in a lot of things in Tangerine. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Revenant, which is not my favorite movie, but is so. Well, it's one of the most well-made movies yes. of the decade. Yeah. Uh, so just to give it some credit, and I think my toughest cut for 2015, and one of my last cuts overall. I'd say one of my last two or three cuts. Uh, Land of Mine. Yeah. I wanted to get in there. Land of Mine and Tangerine, both really tough, and Mustang. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2015's and James White. 2015's nuts. Uh. Those were on my list of for the year, or are maybe talking about. Yes, yeah. uh, the only 2015 I wrote that I really wanted to put on was Embrace the Serpent. Yes, was the only one that I didn't get my to. Number uh, nine. Yeah, that I didn't get to put on. Yeah, uh, and then great. 2016, I only have one, cut, uh, which is Operation Operation Avalanche. Yes, yeah, it's great. Uh, I think two. I have three 2016s. Two are on your top ten. Uh, one is your number two, <laughs> uh, Raw. Raw. Uh, Hell or High Water also. Yeah. Oh, I lied. Also, your name. Not Call Me By. Just, just yeah. your name. Yeah. Very hard to cut. I love it. Man, actually, that was my other, with the other ones I mentioned, oh, yeah. like, surprise incredibly me. pleasant surprise. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I'm an anime fan now. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? And then it turns out, no, it's just one really good movie. Just one really good movie. And that anime's still gay. <laughs> You 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 like some other stuff, but n- not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah. I like Miyazaki movies, Attack on Titan, yeah. and Your Name. That's yeah. The end. Yeah, that's true. And those <laughs> are like some of the big ones. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, ba ba ba. That and I got uh, a lot of twenty seventeen. The one other twenty sixteen I had was uh, the salesman, mm. which I was lukewarm on. But you were lukewarm on. I thought didn't you, hate it. Didn't hate it. I thought you would be more into assaulting women. I am, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just you know. And yeah, actually, I only have well, I only have two 2017s because I have two more 2017s on my list. Right. Right. Uh, 2017, I have the insult. Yep. Which I loved. I really like the insult. Yeah. Um, I also have ninety-eight uh, percent of the Florida Project. Okay. Let, let's just say that if the last 2% of the Florida Project was different, it'd be on both of our straight-up top 10s for 2017. I agree. I feel like it... It's... Nothing hurt has hurt any movie ever more than that last... <laughs> the ending like, of the Florida Project. of the Florida Project. Yeah. Like, it's easy, like, middle of the top 10 otherwise. Yeah. Like, also, Defoe is phenomenal. Yeah, He's so good. I was, was going to say, give Defoe awards. Yeah. He deserves them. 
Um, I also have, uh, yeah, I wrote Sad Hill, Unearthed, and I also have John Wick, Chapter 2, mm-hmm. and I will also have John Wick, Chapter, chapter three, 3, colon, Parabellum. Parabellum. <laughs> uh, both of those were on the 10 list, and then I just decided to be uh, more artsy-fartsy and less John Wicky. That's fair. Although I'm sure some will be disappointed by that. Yes. Um... Uh, yeah, 2017, I had uh, Baby Driver, which I mentioned, and uh, The Shape of Water, which is on your nice. list. And and is really good, and yep. th- I like a lot, and just had to cut something, and that was one of them. Uh, yes. Uh, 2018, I have a few. Uh, I got Shoplifters. Yep. I got Capernaum. Mm-hmm. I got Widows, which I am very surprised I didn't put on my list. And I think surprised you it wasn't on my list. I, um, I was pretty sure it was going to be on your list. Uh, yeah. I also have The Mustang. Yep. On my list. On your list. Uh, and then I have a few 2019s. So my, uh, my 18s were uh, The Sisters Brothers, which I feel like could have made it in a week or a year. I also, yeah, I, don't, I should have written that down. Yeah. I, I like Sisters Brothers. I like it a lot. Uh, the Guilty, which is on your list. Uh, Kiente Cantara, which uh, you, you saw after the fact, and uh, I guess it's fine because you weren't crazy about it. I was okay with it. Yeah. So yeah, those real really... real cool daughter. That's all I gotta say. Uh, the, the, there is no we we agreed, even though we have different opinions on the movie as a whole. There are a few uh, character arcs better in the decade than her daughter in Kian to Kentar. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and 2019. Uh, so 2019, I have sorry we missed you. So do I. Which I uh, really enjoyed. Just not quite as good as I Daniel Blake. Yep. Uh, the last black man in San Francisco. Yep. Uh, obviously, I said John Wick Chapter Three, and the one that for sure, after all of this is said and done, and, and people hear it, and I remember it in years to come, mm-hmm. is going to be the one that I go, I'm retarded uh, <laughs> for not putting for it. not putting it on any of the lists. Yeah, is Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're definitely retarded. But whatever. H- history, whatever. I live my life the way I live my life. History will prove you stupid. (laughs) No Blade Runner. Do some cruising. Eat some chicken. That's all I care about. That's fair. You could do worse. I also own Soul Plane on DVD. So, anyways. Blu-ray? No. No no Blu-ray I don't think there's ever been a Blu-ray release. Damn shame. You should start a... They need a Criterion Soul Plane. start a change.org petition for it. Or I'll just contact Criterion and get them to make one. Do you want Soul Plane? I want an $80 Criterion Soul Plane on Blu-ray. Signed by Snoop. Snoop Dogg. And Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's in it. And Kevin Hart. And Jim Gaffigan. No. Another... Oh, Tom Arnold. Same uh, guy. Same guy. Same guy. Anyways. Tom Arnold is just Jim Gaffigan with a Coke addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my 2019... Sorry, we miss you. Uh, Come with Horses, which was on your top ten. And I think... I think my last two cuts... So if, if we got to do a top top 12 that didn't make a top 10 it would be the 10 i have plus land of mine 2015 plus adopt a highway 2019 i wanted to get it on so bad yeah it was my last cut for 2019 and it was my last or second last (laughs) cut for this this. it just keeps missing and i feel so bad for ethan hawk because i love him dearly me too me too and so that's all of them that leads us to brings us to our, our official top ten that didn't make a top ten. 
Now, Drew, I notice we're reading a top ten list, so we should probably establish some ground rules. But different ground rules than in the past, because in the past we were dealing with only one year, so it was a much narrower field. So in the past, if we matched the same movie in the same spot, we would kiss. Is that my understanding? Am I correct in that? You have the correct information in front of you, sir. No, if I told you I was a gay man, you would agree. I, absolutely. <laughs> a da Daniel Gay-Lewis. Daniel Gay-Lewis. Daniel uh, Gay-View. I was trying to do something with Plain View, too. Doesn't really uh, work. Yeah. Uh, plain Gay. <laughs> Daniel uh, Plain View. Plain, plain Jew, but that's not what we're going for. We're going for gay. I don't know. We'll, we'll workshop that and come back to it. But this, top ten, we're dealing with the whole decade, so it could be anything yeah, from anywhere. So there's, a, there's chances that the list will have things that one of us had on our actual list. That, that's there the will thing. be things that may, neither of us had on any list, so we could match. Yeah, but yeah, I imagine we're each going to have several that are already on, on the, other the other person's list. existing top ten, so yeah. it's going to be tough to match. So I put it to you that if we have the same movie appearing anywhere... Sure, get your Twizzlers. It's definitely time for Twizzlers. <laughs> you know. I need my sugar up. <laughs> Wait, are they filled? Yeah, they're filled. They got creamy center. Well, get, well yeah. Have now, a creamy now, center. Now I'm going to have one. It was stupid before. You didn't tell me they were filled. Jesus. So, I put it to you that if we have the same movie anywhere... On either of our lists. Okay, not even at, not necessarily in the same position. Not in the same spot. If if I got it at eight, you got it at two, it counts. If we have that movie on the top ten, anywhere, we have sex on Mike. A live sex celebration? Live sex celebration. Are you in or are you in? I'm in. All right, let's do it. <laughs> what if we just match number ten right now? <laughs> we're not finishing this podcast. Enjoy your goo. Good goo. That's good goo. Yeah. It's it's the red licorice that tastes like strawberry and not red licorice. Yes. Which I prefer. Yeah. Alright. Number ten for the ten that didn't make the one hundred. Yeah. For me. Upgrade. Upgrade's a good one. Hard to cut. Yep. But it's the kind of enjoyable action I like. It has some really cool camera movement and camera action. Yeah, inter more interesting concept than your average yeah. action thing. Yeah. Right there. My number 10, Short Turn 12, 2013, my original number 10 for 2013, but quickly got moved out. And then got, got moved down this list. But stayed. I really do like it. There's one scene uh, I find fantastic, which sort of which sort of buoys the whole movie up. Um when uh, when a young girl is uh, telling, I think Brie Larson, I can't remember mm, my favorite. She, your favorite, exactly, um, or another one of the counselors at the place or whatever they're called, um, this like children's story she wrote about an octopus, and it's beautifully done. It's really good. Uh, so that's my number ten. Um, my number nine was on your list of twenty ten. So we're not fucking over this one. Nope. Uh, I saw the devil. As a go on. I was bummed I didn't put it on the list originally. I mean, I there's, like, there's revenge movies, and then there's revenge there's movies. There's revenge <laughs> movies. I, I feel like 
at the time, I had said I was very disappointed that it didn't put it on the list. I was considering putting it on the list at the end of the podcast. Ah. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Then when it came time to make changes and stuff, I remembered how much I love Troll Hunter more. So I uh, didn't quite make it, but it is my number nine. My number nine is not on any of your lists and won't be on this list for you because you didn't like it as much as me. <laughs> but it is uh, 2018's little movie called Museo, starring Gael Garcia Bernal. So that I didn't like it. I just couldn't get into it for some reason. Uh, that's fair. I, uh, but I really enjoyed it. It's uh, I don't think you can really call it a heist movie. <laughs> but there is a robbery, yeah. which is central to the movie. And... Uh, and just sort of the af- it's more about the aftermath of it than the than the actual thing. But uh, a huge pleasant surprise at uh, at TIFF twenty eighteen for me. Here we go. And I, uh, yeah, I don't think I was there. Hmm. Uh, my number eight is the autobiographical piece of cinema <laughs> from twenty nineteen. Are you okay? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Honey Boy. Yeah, um, yeah. I just really dug it. Love your Shia. Uh, I love Shia. I um, his dad seemed like a cool guy, <laughs> really cool guy. I yep. thought the the kid playing younger him was great. I thought yep. Lucas Hedges playing uh, older him was great. Uh, I thought him as his dad was excellent. So yeah, really cool. Really, really liked it. Real depressing. <laughs> yep. Uh, my number eight is the. One movie I kicked off of a top ten for the whole list, uh, 2010's Submarino, which is booted in favor of True Grip. But you can't, you still can't go wrong with an incredibly bleak <laughs> Thomas Vinterberg movie. Yeah. And that's why it's here. Um, my number seven, I had said the whole time, every year, I really wanted to get a Coriata movie on my lists. Yes. And it just did not happen. I wish I so had more. For this, I, I put... I have two. Yeah. And not this one. This, the, yeah, this is the one... And you don't have either of the two I have. This is the one that is my my favorite of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is The Third Murder. I really, really like it. It is like The Third it. Murder, and it is my third favorite. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked all of them. I just... They were not strong enough to beat out other things on other years, but yeah. I really wanted to get one on the list because I I do actively think he is a very good filmmaker and his movies are very good. Yeah, so I think I, he's I, one of the best filmmakers in Japan. Yeah, so I like, sure. wanted to get him on the list and, and this is the one that I chose to put in the list. Yeah, it's a good one. I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number seven was definitely one of my toughest cuts previous uh, my number seven got fucked in 2019 <laughs> by a little movie called greener grass right is what happened to my number seven because I, w- I was very excited to put a legitimate comedy into the top 10 because there aren't that nope. many of them nope. it's tough and then you know like a couple weeks before 2019 deadline I stumble across greener grass and I laugh out loud by myself while watching it more than I can remember in any recent years. And I'm like, oh, this comedy makes it in. And uh, unfortunately, The Death of Dick Long, 2019, got truly fucked by that. But it absolutely 
deserves to be in the next ten because it, it is my one of my favorite uh, movie going experiences of the last while. Just like both me reacting to what was happening and the audience reacting to what was happening, and uh, bar none, the best soundtrack of the decade ever. Uh, my number six was on your list uh, for 2014. Probably so not going to match on that. Probably won't going to match. So we're getting halfway through. And we that is uh, Xavier Delon's uh, Mummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I after watching it really stuck with me. Like I was yeah. really like thought about it a yeah. lot. The ending is great. The ending. Uh, the, ending the, the ending sticks with you for sure. The ending is excellent. It has maybe like I don't know if it's like top ten all time favorite um, song usages in a movie. Oh. For Dido. <laughs> Dido and... Um, it fucking ruled. <laughs> the, the Dido's fantastic, and I thought uh, Colorblind by Count of Crows was oh, yeah. ju- just as yeah, good. Just as good, yeah. yeah. I feel like I paused the movie to listen to the Dido song. Nice. <laughs> and then went back to the movie. And, like, the, um, the, the aspect ratio changes are so cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely the the opening up. Yes, and then and then closing back in. Yeah, yeah was was great. Great. Uh, my number six. Uh, my number six could very well be in your top five for the decade. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured I should probably get it at least on this list. I actually originally had it at number ten on this list. I thought it'd be very funny if it was. My number 110, and it was your number, number one. one. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Mad Max Furry Road. That would be really funny if that happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you came around on it. Yeah, at some, I mean, eventually. I like it. It's great. It, yeah. It's like, and I, I love and support practical effects. Yes. Uh, at all times. Uh, I was checking where, like was. where it is. Uh, yeah. The fact that you have to check where it is means it's probably not your number one. We'll see. There's plenty of time left to adjust things. There is. Um, my number five was a movie that I actually found hard to cut at the time for 2014, uh, which is Two Days, One Night. Oh, because you said number five in 2014, and my number five is also 2014. That wasn't on either of our lists, and I thought we were just oh. about to fuck. Well... It's not, because you didn't put two nights, two days, one night on yours. I didn't. Uh, Marion Cotillard, I think, is, like, like low-key one of my favorite actresses. She's pretty fucking great. And she's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> um, Agree on both. And, uh, yeah, what a just, like, a chaotic, yeah. like, like movie. It, 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 real basic, real simple, but yeah, super chaotic. But, like, chaotic. you feel her stress. Yeah, and, like, you're, you're just, like, like, oh, I gotta go around to every one of my yeah. co-workers and get them to vote against a bonus for themselves so that I so I don't can, get fired. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, like simple story but like very effectively done. Yeah. Uh my number 5 is a different 2014 movie and I believe all I had I had a theme for my uh 2014 Tough Cuts uh, movies that start with W. Uh, the aforementioned What We Do in the Shadows and Winter Sleep and then one I had to put somewhere because I really like it. I really like the writer-director. And I really like a lot of the people in it. While We're Young. Noah by Noah Baumbach. And Adam Driver's character in that is just a delight. And Ben Stiller is the perfect foil for that. I And also there's women in the movie. <laughs> there's also women. 
Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I also, oh man, how about the fact that we've had like 2014, 2014, 2014. <laughs> yes. So like I have three 2014s back to back to back. You also had a 2014 in the same spot as the middle and 2014 for me. None of them match. And none of them match. Motherfucker. So you're, you're 654 or 2014? Yes. Love it. Mommy, two days, one night. Yep. And still Alice. Also I think, great. I think Still Alice is one of the best, uh, like, acting roles that anyone could do could have done. And yeah. Julianne Moore, I mean, she won an Oscar for it. She deserved yep, uh, it. But she, she, yeah. I just it, watched it a week ago. God, so. it's depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so there's depressing. there's no good way for it to go. It's about early onset Alzheimer's for which there is no cure. And also, so, she's not even that old in the movie. Like no. she gets it really early on. Yeah, she's like. 50? Yeah, like, or like late, late 40s. late 40s. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. real depressing. It's bad. But, uh, no, she does fantastic and a very deserved Oscar yes. for it. Uh, my number four, uh, which I wish could have been on the top ten, it is on your top ten, so we're not matching this one. Ah! <laughs> I just want to fuck. <laughs> uh, 2018's Sorry to Bother You. Not 2019. Sorry We Missed You. The one with the horsies. <laughs> the one with the horsies. As TiVo said, you said you like the horsies, and I said, you know what, TiVo, you're right. Especially <laughs> these horsies. <laughs> Especially these ones. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's great. It is my number four that didn't make a top ten. Yes. Uh, my number three, I'm going to state out loud for the record, Uh-oh. is making up for all of the other artsy-fartsy movies I didn't put on this list. Okay. <laughs> it is... The Tree of Life? <laughs> it, no, it's making up for the Tree of Life. Okay. It's making, oh, this is not, this it's is making non-artsy? It's up for Blade Runner. No, oh. it's, it's the artsy it, it, one I put on the list to make up for all the to other To apologize. Movies. Not only is it visually a super cool fucking ah, movie, I know I know what this is and uh, support, but your, it's I support your decisions. Twenty years of filmmaking, yes, uh, that is Samsara. It's beautiful because Baraka was in nineteen ninety two, yeah, and it was twenty years of filmmaking almost. Yes, then this one is almost twenty years of filmmaking yeah. to make the second one. So in like twenty thirty three, can't wait. Let's get this going. <laughs> can't wait. Um, but yeah, I mean it's, it's just. It, it's literally just like so many cool, unique things. Like not not only does it show like um, unique, interesting, like cultural things around the world, but it yeah. also has like you know really cool camera shots and and um, like using drones and yeah. It's it's not just taking pictures of cool things. Yeah, that's part or of static it. shots yeah. of things. It's it's yeah, like it's using well drones and jibs and like all these cool things yeah. to get. High angle shots, low yeah. angle shots, like tracking. Yeah, so it's and more moving. dynamic. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It's a very beautiful. Like I would love to watch it in 4K while IMAX high. <laughs> or IMAX while high. I was gonna say you can still be. You're allowed to be high in IMAX. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if you're allowed, but you certainly can. But you certainly can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number three. Well, if I said I liked horses, then I really like tigers because tigers <laughs> are not afraid. Uh, my number three and number one are from 2017 on this list. Tough because year. 2017 is fucking tough. And Tigers Are Not Afraid is the movie I was most confident we could match on in this list. And the fact that when I said it, your eyes did not light up hurt me greatly. 
Uh, but it's great. Uh, again, another sort of out of nowhere movie because it's not like it's a particularly well known director or any actors, but it is so cool. And go watch it if you haven't. I agree. Uh, why is it not on your Follow up. Why is it not on your list? I, it's not called Snow Leopards, You're Not Afraid. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. There may be a mild bias there. Uh, a little bit. Um, my number two is a movie that I, I don't think I had heard about until we started doing the podcast. Okay. And then it was just on a list or or a list of something and you had said watch it. or mm-hmm. um, And then I watched it. I then immediately bought it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is Tangerine. Yes. Because Drew is woke. <laughs> Drew is woke. I love white guys playing, like, white wigger pimps who are only pimps for black trans. Yes. Like... Excellent. This is my trade. (laughs) This is my trade. Excellent. Excellent work. Yeah. Uh, A tough cut for me on this list. Because I've got, like, the list of them, and then several are italicized. And uh, those were, like, the last cuts, and Tangerine was one of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, My number two is... I'm... Which you had already mentioned, so we're not matching this one either. And we're not... uh, uh, (laughs) Um... I'm I'm honestly very surprised it's not on any of your lists. I know it was tough cuts as, uh, all the way down, uh, but the cabin in the woods is uh, is my number two. Twenty, I'd say 2011's cabin in the woods. It's really a 2012 movie. We saw it like in the middle of 2012. Yeah. So it got I I think it got a film festival release on I believe, literally on December 30th, 2011. Nice. And that's why it's 2011 on IMDb. Nice. But uh, it's a 2012 movie because the uh, the person we saw it with, I hadn't even met until 2012. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, when I was friends with him and you weren't friends with him and now you're friends with him and I am... Drew, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I stole your friend. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an acquaintance of him. Yeah. I, I don't talk to him a lot, but I, I would consider him a friend. For yes. Sure. Uh, I would consider him an acquaintance that I would hang out with under certain circumstances. Certain specific and <laughs> yes. delicious circumstances. Uh, well, De- Deliciously decadent circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> I have... Shout been, out to Manny. I don't know why we're being coy. <laughs> uh, or Senny. Or Senny. Uh, I've got bad news for the listeners. i got bad news... Brown? I got bad news, I got Bears. Bad news, Alan. I got bad news, Barrett. I got bad news for you. Mm-hmm. We're not matching on number one because number one was on your regular list. My number one is on your regular list. Well, fuck. They want to turn it off and quit forever, or just turn it off and fuck so that they don't get to hear it. Ooh, let's do that. Let's punish them <laughs> and then each other. And then each other. Uh, my number one is a separation. I yep. definitely feel like it is one of the better movies of a decade. I feel like other years it probably would have made a list, mm-hmm. but it just unfortunately missed out for me. It didn't miss out for me. My number one is, I believe if I went back and listened, which I will not, so someone else can, and then tell me about someone it. Someone probably will. Someone probably will. Respect. I think this is the movie that you were most shocked was not on my top ten. Uh, yes, correct. Um, I mean, True Grit. Probably True Grit. And Mad Max. Would be th- 
Okay. Were the two, I think. Yeah. But yes, also. And the other one being my number one for this one, Get Out 2017. I think I think my hardest cut of... Certainly mm-hmm. hardest of 2017, although Tigers Are Not Afraid is very close behind because it's my number three on this list. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking back, absolutely... And in theory, as per the list, probably should be my toughest cut of of any previous year. So yeah, it's 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 so cool. It's actually cooler the second time you watch it, which I think I mentioned the first time, because because when you know all the stuff, then you can look for the littler things, uh, which are which are real fun and very clever by uh, Mr. Peel. And uh, it's funny, man. Twenty-seven, uh, a good year overall. Because uh, twenty-seven, a good 27. year overall. Are we talking nineteen twenty-seven? No, talking twenty twenty-seven. No, twenty-seven A.D. Okay, it was it, right. Jesus was hanging out. It was all good. Two thousand and seventeen <laughs> was a good year. It's got my number one and three here. Also had my uh, number one and three wrestling matches of the decade. Hmm. So good stuff, 2017. I, I guess uh, I guess Trump took power and everything got awesome? Question mark. I don't think it's a question mark. <laughs> right. I think it's a statement. I, I apologize. Uh, Trump got <laughs> Trump took power and everything got awesome. Period. P.S. Uh, I do not approve of these messages that Scott is spewing. These are not the opinions of the podcast or Drew or anyone involved or Kelly laying on the floor. <laughs> None of these are oh, Scott. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, yeah. So that is the end of the. We did it. The last ten, the the ten yeah. that. So those almost, are the little ten that the, almost. The little were. ten, the oh, that almost good. So those are ostensibly our hun- number hundred and one to hundred and ten. Yes. So at the end of this, even actually right now, you've got pretty much our top one ten of the decade. Oh, we're back? We, oh, we're not even back? We didn't take a break? No, there was no... This, this probably isn't a new episode in a new week. <laughs> uh, there there wasn't uh, several hours in between the last thing and this thing. Podcasting's hard. Who uh, who out there... Show of hands. Who among us? Show of hands of the audience. Uh-huh. Who out there loves dumb uh, facts that are not important to anyone except for me and Scott? Well, both of us are raising our hands. So from our sample size of two... 100%. Great, because you're getting some stupid facts. Sick. So, uh, took it upon ourselves, and by ourselves, I mean me. To... I, I did my own directors. Sure, you did uh, the, and then, the bare minimum. And then you did a lot more. Yeah, uh, I just gotta go back and get the actual uh, information that I didn't write down, because I didn't feel like writing uh, the whole thing down. Um, it is... So, these are just some random little pieces of information from the podcast that, obviously, uh, you listening to it yourself could probably have figured out, but we decided, well, we've got lots of free time on our hands, let's For just once, do it and th- this is our one-time only offer, we're doing the autistic stuff for you. It's gonna be nice to be able to go back to just, like, doing regular things with our lives. I- I'm... It's going to be nice to be able to watch TV again. I don't. I don't want to. I'm, I haven't I'm, watched. I'm done using my eyes. <laughs> I haven't watched the TV. I mean, I've watched the TV. I haven't watched television shows. Yeah. In a while. Does that mean your DVR's got like 50 things? You oh my watch? god! There is so much The Good Doctor on, mm. <laughs> on my DVR. That's it, right it, up your alley. I bet you. I bet your mom watches that and goes. 
I wish my autistic son no, was a doctor. Be a doctor. <laughs> instead of whatever this is. Yeah, instead of uh, this tail, these ears, <laughs> these whiskers, all those nipples. I didn't ask for this. She says that. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. ask for this mm-hmm. and got them. You asked for this and wanted to take it a step further. Yes. You want to make this relationship exclusive. <laughs> yes. I exclusively want to be a tiger. No, and nothing else. And yeah. No other alternatives. No. Just a tiger. No, just one. I'm monogamous that way. Um, I think that it is irresponsible for them to make a show about a retarded doctor. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't care how talented you are as a doctor. If you are on the spectrum, you shouldn't be allowed to do it. I can't imagine you have great bedside manner. What, like, okay, I will I will allow any form of retard. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> MR. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, to be a general practitioner. I didn't even know about that, but okay. Well, you're doing the basic stuff. You're not doing surgery. You're not doing surgery. You're not giving anyone, like, injections. <laughs> but to allow a doctor to be a surgeon when he's a full-blown autistic, <laughs> I, I think you're playing with fire. It is playing with fire. If they wrote it into the script that he killed someone during a surgery and then didn't understand why that was a bad thing, I would watch that show until it went <laughs> off the air. Like, if they really played with it, and it wasn't just about, like, people overcoming their challenges. Yeah. I, if it was just, like, he's actually secretly kind of evil. That I love. I would watch it every yeah. week. Yeah. I feel like there are probably a lot more interesting choices they can be making with it than they are. Correct. And they're cowards, and they won't. Yeah. So, to get off the MR train... <laughs> For now. Doogie Hauser. We'll be be back. Doogie Hauser MR. Uh, So, just, you know, some random, interesting little tidbits of information. We got some, uh, some, uh, you know, the fans love the kisses. So we got some kissing information. Yeah, the, I think in the, uh, in the quickie last week, I promised some, some fun facts. And, uh. fun. So, uh, then I think I, I also promised them tips and tricks, <laughs> uh, okay. from, from old issues of electronic gaming monthly. <laughs> oh, so that's what uh, that stack can, over there if is. If we could get them some, some street fighter codes or something. Okay. Yeah. Then, uh, then I'll have made good on my promise. Well, jokes on them. None of this is going to be fun except for one thing. There is one thing in all of this information that is fun. See if you can pick it out. Yeah. It's the where's Waldo of fun. Yes. So, we've got... And just as hard to find. We, we got a lot of uh, random, just like, uh, you know, how many directors we had... How many that... movies were in our top 100? The answer may surprise you. May surprise 100. You. It is. <laughs> one, zero, zero. We had 100... All, I had uh, every top 10 uh, contained 10 movies. Interesting choice. And extrapolating from Ball, there... Ballsy maneuver. <laughs> ballsy maneuver. There were 10 years. Uh, so, I'm gonna start with a little category that I said to you first, and then did the rest of the stuff. Yes. So. And did you do the rest of this one? Because I feel like we hadn't done 2019 when you first sent me this. I, uh, did, but it's on the computer, but in my head I could tell you the answer. Okay. Uh, because I am not full-blown autistic. Uh, I mean, history will... I mean, 
bear I'm that out one way or the other. You. So. Okay. Uh, so, I decided to take a look at all of the movies that were nominated for Best Picture that year by the Academy uh, Motion Picture Sciences. Because, in theory, if we're as smart as the Oscars, or if the Oscars is as smart as us... We should essentially have because it's usually it's eight to ten best picture nominees per year. Yeah. So we should have pretty much our top ten should just be the best picture nominees. That's what you if, think. If we're doing it right, <laughs> that's what you think. We are wrong. Um, hmm. I did, however, just realize that we're going to have to come back to this. <laughs> okay. Well, because I made this list. Before we did the updated lists. Ah, uh, you So did. I did mine, but I didn't do yours. I see. So, why don't you talk about <laughs> the directors you had sure. that may or may not have had uh, clean sleeps? Yeah. So we looked at directors uh, that had a good decade, basically. So I wrote down more than Drew. I think Drew just wrote down directors who had clean sweeps of... More than one movie. Uh, yeah, I did any. Right. I did anything that was uh, like, I like fifty percent or or higher, but of really only like the big name people or people whose movies were important, and also the one that I did one out of nineteen. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, so you have ones that weren't clean sweep, that, but were higher than 50%? Well, like, uh, one, two, three, four, five of them were two out of three or four out of five. Okay. Um, so what I had, I just went uh, chronologically by the director's first appearance in uh, lists of ten. So I had, uh, what did I end up with? One, two, three, four, five, six... Seven, seven directors had clean sweeps who had more than one movie in the decade. Then I had a number of directors who went one for one, and then a few who did well but not clean sweeps. So uh, had uh, Alejandro G in Yuri Two going two for three. What does the G stand for? Gangsta. Gangsta. <laughs> yeah. Alejandro, this, this Alejandro guy, this, OG in your This guy fucking gets it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, with uh, Beautiful and Birdman and not The Revenant. Uh, Sucks to suck, Revenant. Then I'm going to save the next one that comes up because he numerically had the best decade of anyone. Uh, Chang Dong Lee. Uh, fun name. Uh, for a Korean man. Why? Or, has dong in or it? for any man. Uh, who directed two movies in 2010 and 2018. And both were good, and both were on my list, and those were Poetry and Burning. Uh, Thomas Winterberg uh, showed up with two out of five. Not bad. Uh, clean sweep for Mr. David Fincher, who has not directed a movie since 2014, but has one out right now that we haven't seen, uh -huh. called Mank. Called but, Monk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm Monk sorry, David Fincher made a whole movie called Monk, and Tony Shalhoub's not in it once? No, it's Felonious what? Monk. <laughs> of course. He loves jazz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Fincher, uh, Social Network, Dragon Tattoo, and Gone Girl. And uh, Coen Brothers, who are uh, all-time two of my favorite directors. When, I hate them. Uh, who Drew hates. Went, uh, That's sarcasm, I don't hate them. Yeah. Uh, went two for four for me. Same Three. for oh. you, I believe. 
with uh, True Grit and Lewin Davis and not Hail Caesar and not Buster Scruggs, which Drew still hasn't seen Don't because care. he he hates the Coen Brothers. Uh, Steve McQueen, not that one, but the other one. You mean the living black one? <laughs> the living black one, not the dead, not white, the dead one. white one. Uh, two for three with Shame and Twelve Years a Slave, and not Widows for either of us. I think that was the same for both of us, too. Uh, the not-at-all-problematic Woody Allen going two for nine <laughs> for the decade. Hey, two is better than most other directors with uh, Blue Jasmine and uh, Midnight in Paris. Uh, one of, we would probably agree, the best directors of the decade. I'm actually surprised he's only made three this decade, but all three are fucking bangers. Uh, fun to spell, fun to say, Andre Zivyaginsev with, uh, Elena, Leviathan, and Loveless, by my count. Correct. Uh, Correct. Another one of my all-time favorite directors did not go clean sweep because... Inherent Vice is kind of messy. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson going two for three with uh, The Master and Phantom Thread going one for three with you. Uh, another one of my favorite directors. Uh, also surprised he only made two movies this decade. Uh, Mikhail, I believe is how you say his first name. Mikhail Haneke with uh, Amour and Happy End. Uh, then we, then we get into some uh, one for ones. Uh, Banksy one for one <laughs> with exit through the gift shop. Uh, ben Zeitlin, who I would have to look. I think he did Beast of the Southern Wild, and that's it. You're the only one that likes that movie in this I, room. So I I'm love not, that movie. I'm not telling you. I I think it was him. I'm pretty sure it was him. I'll look it up. God damn it. Uh, then another very solid one for one. Spike Jones. With her, he needs to do more things immediately, because I love everything he makes. Yeah, he did pieces. <laughs> uh, keep it open, because there's a couple more I'm going to forget. Oh my god! Be cool. Do your own research! Be cool. Uh, Jonathan Glazer, one for one, with uh, Under oh. the Skin. Uh, Hirokazu Koreeda, uh, two for six. <laughs> pretty good. One for six with you. Uh, well, one for six <clears throat> if you include my ten at... Which I am. Oh, okay. I, I did for mine. Uh, Frank Pavich, who I think did Hodorowski's Dune, is one for one with me. Yep. Then, uh, local boy, Andrew Hukuliak, two for two, with Violent and Ash, one for two with you. Uh, another pretty fucking solid, uh, one for one in the vein of Spike Jones. uh, Charlie Kaufman, one for one with Anomalisa. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, three for four for both of us. No, you don't have the lobster. Two for four for you. Three for four for me, lobster, killing a sacred deer, and the favorite. Uh, and nobody saw Alps. <laughs> uh, another good one for one, Tom Ford with Nocturnal Animals. A uh, guy who makes a movie every ten years, and it's great. Um... Who else we got? Another one for one. David Ferrier and Dylan Reeve, co-directors of Tickled. Uh, the Safdie brothers, two for three, because nobody's seen their first movie, which is... I don't think it's even distributed, right? Not, it, I think it's hard to it's find. It's like 2014? It's 2014, I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, Good Time and Uncut Gems, uh, both pretty fucking good. and because everyone hates them in Hollywood, so everything they can they let them distribute things. Yes. And uh, Luca Guadagnino... 
Okay. It's two for three for me with uh, Suspiria and Call Me By Your Name. Okay. He had one earlier in the okay. decade, which was whatever. Uh, Batman Returns. That was it. Uh, Jim Cummings, one for one for both of us Correct. with Thunder Road. Correct. Uh, Michelangelo Covino, one for one for me for The Climb. Man, so I have five one for ones. Oh, no. In, sorry, four one for ones in 2019. Uh, cool story, bro. The uh, female co-directing pair of Jocelyn DeBoer and Don Luby of Greener Grass and Laure de Clermont Tonnerre, who directed definitely a movie I have. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And uh, Boots Riley, one for one, with Sorry to Bother You. And that's all my directors who did good. And uh, there's other ones I like who... Just like didn't quite like Edgar Wright, 0 for 3, even though I love him. Uh, Can't win them all. Damien Chazelle, 1 for 3, but I liked his second and the third was fine. Jesus. And Drew did not like any besides the first. Uh, the first one, <laughs> that is all. And so what, uh, what else do you got? Well, I didn't write down the 1 for 1s because I didn't th- feel like it was important enough to do a 1 for 1 because uh-huh. you have nothing to compare it to. And there's plenty of one-hit wonder directors, so yeah. oh, I didn't write them down. I can read them off my list, yeah, but yeah. I and like some, but also some did stuff in the previous decade, sure, like sure, Charlie yeah. Kaufman. But ones yeah. that only like one for ones that were like debut directors, yeah. yeah. So I only had three clean sleeps, uh, and David Fincher, um, uh, oh God, why Robert Eggers? Yep, uh, for The Vich and. Uh, Lighthouse. Lighthouse, because you didn't like the Vich as much as I did. Yeah. And I'm going to keep pronouncing it the Vich, because it's two Vs. It's actually the Vich. Vich. Um, and uh, Zivigintsev, because he's uh, the best. Yep. Um, yeah, I think the other notice- notable ones for me were like, Wes Anderson was two for three, Denny Villeneuve was four for five. Oh, yeah, sorry, I, so I, the, the one I, I left to the end God damn it, Scott. was Villeneuve, uh-huh. who was six for six Cool for me. Yep. Which, was he for you? Six for six. Yep. No. Five for six. I wrote four for five. Ah. Which didn't you have? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade yeah. Runner. So we got what? We got Insondi, Prisoners, Enemy, Sicario, Arrival, Blade Runner. How many is that? I don't know. Thirteen? <laughs> was that five or six, I said? Oh, he didn't. Guy, this guy sucks. <laughs> what are you? Oh, nothing. Um, sorry. Uh, the, also, the prisoners, enemy, Sicario, Sicario, Blade oh. Runner, Arrival, Arrival. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So six or six for you. Five. Six for six. six. So he was he was my numerically my director of the decade. Um. Inrito, two for three. McQueen, two for three. Um, did I say Wes Anderson, three for three? I don't know if you did. Hmm. Almodovar, <laughs> two for four. Refn, two for three. Because mm-hmm. Only God Forgives is not very good. Uh, Yorgos yeah. Alanthimos was two for four. Um, oh, there are several I didn't say. <laughs> John Michael McDonough, who did The yep. Guard and Calvary. Yep. And no one saw his third one. <laughs> 
because I guess it wasn't very good. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that was another one where I was looking up directors to see yeah. if they had clean sweeps, and I'm like, oh, I didn't see this one. I'm like, oh, it has a terrible rating. Yeah, no one saw it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, yeah, for first time, directors, or like one for the decade, it was like, uh, I'm not going to look up names, because I don't go yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Honey Boy yeah. was one. Uh, Samsara was one, one for right. one. Um, uh, the director for Calm with Horses. Yeah. Um... I... Wait, was Lord de Clement Tenere the Mustang and not Portrait oh. of a Lady on Fire? It was. Yes. It was. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I if I had done the uh, one-for-ones, I probably would have been a little bit more prepared, but I, did, well, I didn't plan on doing the one-for-ones, yeah, 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 yeah. so um, the director of... Let me see here. TV... Not a movie, not a movie. Oh, Billy Eilish, god damn it. Um, oh, apparently only directs music videos and shorts. Well, that's good. Cool. Um, Pays the bills. Uh, uh, Carlos Lopez Estrada, who Car- was the director of Blind Spotting. Carlos Lopez Estrada. Uh, correct. Um, and then um, Boots Riley. Yep. Um, the person. Yeah, anyways. This is gonna lots of, anyway, lots of those. This is gonna be a lot more of me just having to Google search, uh, just, IMDb search, just people. guessing directors. Yeah, the uh, the two I neglected to mention because I got all hung up on one for ones were Wes Anderson going three for three and uh, Noah Baumbach going three for five, which is pretty solid. And I three for five liked his other because it was Meyerowitz stories didn't make it and one other one. You might. Oh, uh, he, he, uh, De Palma was him. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. Um, well, one for two for Michael Showalter, for me. I love Michael Showalter. He... The Big Sick. Right. And he also directed some name movie called Hello, My Name is Doris with Sally Fields in 2015. I have not heard of that. That's got an okay rating. I, lo- I, I, lo- I love everyone from the state. Mm-hmm. They're all great. Uh, your yeah. Showalters, your Ian Blacks, your Lennons, your Kinney Slaters, mm. your Marinos, personal friend of mine, Kim Marino, uh-huh. we, we we starred in the same movie, uh-huh. the main event on Netflix. I do like Kim Marino. Um, what about uh, Son of Saul? That guy do a thing? He did, he followed up with Sunset... Mm. Which oh, which we talked about was yeah. really not great. Uh, it was very disappointing. I was because I remember being very psyched to see the fall of the Son of Saul. The Son of Saul was so good, and I was like, "Oh, this there is not much to this. There's not much to you. There's plenty to me. Yeah, that's true. A lot of butt stuff. Uh, well, I was going to fi- I was going to ask, huh? I wonder if the drug war guy has done." Anything else? And then remembered, oh yeah, it's Hong Kong. They make Hundreds 50 movies a day. Movies? Yeah. So he's got one, oh my god, one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies that we didn't see in the 20s. I thought you were going to say eight movies that he also made in 2012. Yeah. Eight movies we didn't see in the 2010s. So, anyways. Uh, that, yeah, that was it. Oh, and then just uh, the weird one that I thought was kind of funny was Takeshi Miike, <laughs> who had one movie on my list in 2010, 
with and some honorable ish mentions with thirteen assassins. Yeah, and then I also had uh, Blade of the Immortal. Yeah. and First Love, but uh, one for nineteen. Nineteen movies. Someone likes paychecks. Just cranking them out every six months, like someone goddamn clock. He makes nothing but. Uh, like he does samurai movies. Yep. He does anime, live action anime. Yep. And he does romantic romantic comedies. Are the yeah. only things which we does. need to start watching more of. I'm sure they're great. We need to watch more romantic comedies by the guy who did Audition <laughs> or like Ishi the and Killer. Ishi the Killer. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yes. Okay. Anyways, I had to look up. So back to the list of the. I only had to make one adjustment, and that was because you added True Grit. Right. So, yeah, uh, so then just to recap, my, my actual clean sweep directors were Denny Villeneuve, Chang Dong Lee, David Fincher. Hang Dong Lee, more Hang likely. Hang Dong Lee, I like it. Andre Zivigintsev, Mikhail Haneke, Wes Anderson, and Andrew Hukuliak. Uh, Pretty good. Good job, guys. Hukuliak won one for two for me. Anyways. Uh, so, the updated list of just the, the amount of how many out of the total numbers nominated for best picture for best picture how many we had for each year yeah and whether or not the thing that ended up winning best picture was on our lists yes so for 2010 we both went three for ten and okay. ne- and neither one of us had the winner king's speech king's speech i will i will tell you from memory each best picture i know winner. i'm sure you can do it I w- i'm gonna do it 2011 I need, to be, I need to be tested 2011 you went one for nine wow i went oh for nine Wow. And we did not have Best Picture. I believe the Best Picture was one of my faves slash honorable mentions, The Artist. Yes. Which so, does not like. So, yeah. So, pretty trash Best Picture nominations I mean, I can year. read them out loud for you. They're not good. I'm sure they're not. Yeah, right, yeah rattle them off. I'm, I'm interested. Uh, I believe it is the year that Sandy B won. No, I'm just kidding. I think that's 2010. That is 2010. Uh, Sandy B can suck a dick. Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. The Descendants, good, not great. Yeah. Uh, extremely loud and incredibly autistic. Actively ter- bad. Terrible. An actively bad movie. Um, the Help, not bad. What? But yeah, whatever. Uh, Hugo, whatever. Yeah. Oh. You blew it. No, 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 no. Okay. Give me a second. Give me a goddamn second. This might be your... Okay, yeah. Anyways. Uh, Moneyball, good, not great. Well, it was good. Tree of Life, garbage, horrible, <laughs> piece of shit. Uh, War Horse, fine, whatever. Uh-huh. And the one you had was Midnight in Paris. Yes. Man, that is... And then, and then of course, The Artist, which one and we didn't. That is so much better than all the other nominees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 2012, you went four for nine. I went, year? I went two for nine, and okay. neither one of us had Best Picture. Argo. Argo. Agro. Yeah. Agro. <laughs> 2013, we both went three for nine, and we both had Best Picture. Twelve Years a Slave. Yes. Yeah. 14, we both went three for eight, and we both had Best Picture. And my number one was Best Picture, Birdman. Yeah. 2015, you went 0 for eight. Damn. I went one for eight. Let's see those 2015 And neither one of us had Best Picture. I, uh, which would be Spotlight. Um, I like Spotlight. But it wasn't good enough to make the list. Yeah. So, the Best Picture nominations for that year are... Maybe Spotlight, Spotlight, The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and the only one I had on my list, Mad Max Furry Road. 
Yeah, Mad Max, then Revenant, then who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From that list. Uh, I thought Bridge of Spies was decent, and I think that The Martian is fun, but has massive plot holes. It has plot holes, and I, ju- I found, it was just, I just thought the whole thing was very average. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's fun, it's whatever. Uh, 16, you went 2 for 9, I went 4 for 9, and we both had Best Picture. Moonlight. 17, you went 3 for 9. I went four for nine. You did not. I did. Shape of Water. 2018, we both went two for eight, and we both had zero. Oh, we both... What? (laughs) We we both did not have Best Picture. Green Book. Uh, Gee, I wonder why. Can't believe... Why would we not Can't believe we didn't have Green Book on our list. And then for 2019, we had... Uh, sorry, it was written down on the computer, so I gotta look again. One, <laughs> two, uh, you went two for nine? Yeah. I went three for nine, because I had 1917. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, Marriage Story, Little Women, Joker, Jojo Rabbit, Irishman, Ford v. Ferrari, and Parasite, and we both had Best Picture. Our number ones were both Best Picture. That's true. That's, that's... Not a bad crop of nominees overall. Uh, I didn't see. It's an okay group. You didn't see Little Women. You didn't see Ford Ford versus Ferrari Ferrari because I don't give a fuck about cars because cars are for fags. (laughs) Um, Please, please uh, hit me up on Twitter if you agree that cars are for fags, Um, (laughs) or if you're a fag, (laughs) or or if you're a fag. Um, So another little interesting tidbit that I had was. The total number of the same movies we had. So out of the 100, how many of the movies did we have on both of us have on our lists? Yeah. So it, out of the 100, then out of the additional 10, yeah. we included that. So out of 110 possible well, out of, movies. Out of 100, we had... Out of 100, we had 63. Which is pretty good. Yeah, pretty two, good. Two thirds, basically. Out of the additional 10... I had three on yours. And I had you three had on three yours. You had three on mine, which by my count is six. six. Which plus So out of 110 is... 69. 69. Nice. High five. Boom. P.S. That's the only funny part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, so, another, and then another little uh, small detail thing I had was the number of countries... Represented by uh, the by the list, so and by proxy, how woke we are, uh, how much we are film nerds who only like things that aren't made in America, and how much we care that representation matters. Sure, yeah. Um, so, it, I mean the the criteria is va- is a little loose. I kind of went off of either like the majority of like you know the film is written directed by. And, like, is based in an area, or, like, I didn't want to go by language because, you know, Spanish is going to be a lot, uh, and then English would be a lot. So... Right. I mean, it's it's basically, like, any foreign or, like, any international language film, um, and then if it was filmed in, like, let's say, you know, like, England, but it's completely filmed in, like, let's say, uh, just for the sake of it, like an African language, yeah. then it would count as the language that it's being, not an, it's not an English film. Right. Even if it was filmed by an English director in England or something like that. Gotcha. So, we ended up having 29 countries represented across it, which is pretty rad. It's not um, bad. 
That's like fourteen or fifteen more countries than even matter in the world. <laughs> that that is true. Um, just wanted to check because I don't think well, I didn't include the additional ones, like the added ones, but I think they're all the same. Yeah, they're all the same. So it, nothing got added. So. Um, Canada, United States, Denmark, Japan, Mexico, France, Norway, South Korea, Ireland, Spain, Russia, Indonesia, Iran, Hong Kong, Austria, Vietnam, Australia, Hungary, England, Sweden, Iceland, Turkey, Germany, Colombia, New Zealand, Romania, Chile, and Italy. And if we wanted to round it to an even 30, we can count... Switzerland for the movie Youth because it's basically entirely shot there and there is some spoken uh, Swiss German yeah. in it. Yeah, it's, it's, by, it's by an Italian director features um, American and British actors for the most part. Yeah. So it's kind of all over the place but it does it takes it takes place in Switzerland. Yeah, the guidelines are pretty loose so yeah. it does yeah. Include it if you want and if you want to ignore it, ignore it. Um, and then the, of course, the, the biggest one, the big number, the big important thing of this whole little information section mm -hmm. is the kiss count. Absolutely. So we actually ended up, uh, having, I think less kisses than I thought we did. Yeah. It's because the ones that happened felt like so much. Well, they're so magical. Yeah. And they give you butterflies in your tummy. Exactly. And then you're like, ooh. ooh, ooh. Um, so, 2012... We had one for so, Rust and Bone. Which, and I can imagine people who have been listening to this since the beginning, like, the the first two episodes, we don't give them any kisses. No kisses. Like, that's bold. Anyone who stuck with us to 2012, good on you. Because I would have quit. <laughs> if you were just looking for oh, kisses... I'm sorry, you're going to do a podcast where you promise me kisses and then don't do it for two episodes? But... We did get them, like, the ultimate payoff in 2019. 2019 was beautiful. Maybe twenty, maybe the best of the, the whole decade will give them a lot. I hope. So, yeah, 2012, we matched on Rust and Bone. Yeah. 20, uh, at number four. Yeah. Uh, 2013, we matched at number six with Blue Jasmine and number one with her. Yep. 2017, we matched at number ten for First Reform. And, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about the 2014, 15, 16 drought. Drought. Where we kept missing, it was a real... One uh, or two off, or... What, what's the... I was going to say it was a real Strangers on a Train, but that's not the right reference at all. What's the <laughs> Throw thing... Throw Mama what, from the train? What's the thing where you, like, keep barely missing each Ships other? Ships passing in the night. I guess it's that. Maybe I meant sliding doors. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. It's not really the, the, that's not really the right reference either, but... It's better than Strangers on a Train. Yeah. Although, that being said, I would love to do a Strangers on a Train. Yeah, me too. That seems cool. Yeah. Um, then 2018, we matched at number three for Climax. Yep. 20, and then 2019 was the big year. The payoff. Number six for Waves, number three for Marriage Story, number one for Parasite. We knew we had a good chance of something happening in the top four. Yeah. Because we were both pretty sure from, from a while back... Yeah. That we had the same, same top four in some order. <laughs> Which is true. Which is it. And luckily only two we were, were transposed, two so two were good. So that was eight kisses. However. However. What could have been. After recreating our lists to move things around, additions, subtractions, all that business, 
Yeah. Uh, and so, and like, we both changed our lists without in, telling independent yeah. of the other person knowing what we changed them to. So it's not like we were trying to gear for more matches. Yeah. However, we ended up with a lot more matches. Lot. We could have had 15 motherfucking games, including kisses. five in the year 2016, I think, where we had zero yes. originally, we which is crazy. We broken that drought, but... Are you kidding me? We moved, we moved a lot of things around, and they, they matched up nicely. Absurd. 15. So, Do you know what our heard. listenership would be if we had 15 instead of So many more eight? Moldovans would be listening to us if we'd been kissing it that many. I, I, well, doing the math, I believe we would have 15 eighths more yeah. viewers. Yeah. It, it's directly proportional. Could it happen? <laughs> Listeners happen. are directly proportional to number of kisses, which is why we should have been faking this from the beginning. <laughs> And I think was a mistake to do well, for we can, real. We can fake the best of the decade. Let's fake the top twenty. All right, there's still time. There's still time. We haven't said it. We yet. haven't said it yet. It's it's yeah. We're good. <laughs> so yeah, that concludes sort of the like dumb bo- fun facts, fun facts, tips and tricks, ticks and tricks. What uh, did you say? Ticks and tricks. Tick ticks and trips. Ticks and trips. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do some acid, and then we're gonna check each other for ticks. <laughs> That's not the best way to check each other for ticks, you silly. 